Hey, you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble falling asleep? Welcome. I hope you're in the right place. I think you're in the right place. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. Now we do it with a bedtime story. Tonight's trending Twitter Tuesdays. So I'm going to tell a story based on what's trending on Twitter and trending on Twitter, not twending. Because that's, uh, it should be a word at Twitter. Like they should be, you know, they maybe, sh- maybe you should get their corporate office on the phone for me. Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> Why didn't you guys call it Twitter? Oh boy. We're already on Tangent City because I'm about to talk about my gerbil chitter. But I'll try to put that off till we get through the intro. How about that? But this is a podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. We're going to do the rest. And what, what, what I mean by the rest is we're going to create a safe place where there's no agenda other than boring you to sleep with a silly tale and creating, a, a, you know, mind control. But that agenda has been delayed, you know, it's part of a 5 to 20, 30-year plan. So the main agenda is just to put you to sleep. So forget the other stuff I said. But, you know, full disclosure situation. But so the only agenda is to bore you to sleep, plus that other one. And uh, so all you need is to go to get him to turn the lights. So it's a safe place. I'm going to distract you from whatever's running through your brain. I mean, you know, I like to come up with fancy words for for distracting you. And I had one earlier today that I was thinking about, but now I've forgotten it. Um, it was it was borderline brilliant. That is so brilliant that it just flew away like a bird. And that's what I want you to do right now. Oh, I've, I just thought of it. Uh, and now it's night and it doesn't seem very good. So let's just pretend all your racing thoughts are a bunch of little birds. Let them fly away. There's a nest at the foot of your bed. They're going to get in there. And they're going to stay in there because you're going to be listening to me, not the birds chattering, tweet, 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 tweet. And normally, I, I know you guys can relate to this, normally bird birds ch- tweeting is great, except when you're trying to sleep and then that's all you can friggin' hear. You know, if you've ever heard those birds, stupid birds outside your window at an inconvenient time, you know what I'm saying. So let's just put them at the end of the bed. They're in a um some sort of uh, one of those... It's not Pyrex, but it's that plastic that's like Pyrex that they use. They're inside. They're they're in a nest inside that thing. Somehow there's air getting in there. Um, try not to step on it when you go to the bathroom. But I made sure they designed it without sharp corners. So and it's stub toe stubbing proof. So yeah, don't even worry about it. Even when you get up to go to the bathroom, it's down there. It'll be there in the morning. Doesn't make any sense. Neither does this podcast. But that's how it works. I'm going to talk. You listen. Give me about 34% of your uh, attention. And, uh, you know, let your chatter part have 33%. And whatever. I'm going to talk and talk and talk about a little story about something I don't know yet because I haven't checked Twitter trends. All you got to do is listen. I hopefully I'll carry off into dreamland. And that's the point. The point uh, is to be carried off. As we like to say around here, because I said it once, now I'm going to bring it back. You know, I'm going to carry you off on the wings of pointlessness to a little place called Dreamland. And I'm going to drop you in a sweet little cloud that's just so nice. And it's got your name on it. 
And I mean your real name, not some friggin' license plate you buy at a friggin' store that says Danny. You know, and you're like, this, there's, 30 Dan- there's 30 Danny license plates. And what if you have a real unique name? Not Danny, no offense, Danny's, or, you know, Freddy. Um, but they probably don't have, they probably just have Fred. You know, what if you're Freddy? And then what if you're an IE Freddy? So this cloud has your, whatever your preferential name is. What if you call yourself, um, uh, what did somebody in the Dead Poets Society came up with a nickname for themselves and I can't remember it, but whatever. Oh, Captain, my Captain, you're going to say to the cloud, take me away like a Calgon bath and it's done. So that's the podcast. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Uh-huh. So we're on the web, www.sleepwithmepodcast.com. Or if you prefer, just sleepwithmepodcast.com. Thanks to the magic of the Internet and one of my good friends whose name is Aaron. He raised, you know, you don't have to put the W's in. We're on the web. If you want to go to com slash Tuesdays. Uh, so, yeah, that'll be the trending two to Tuesday episodes. If you need to go home, it's Dearest Scooter on Twitter. Feedback with Flubeck at com, or on Facebook. And I got to do, you know, some specific thank yous, but I just want to take a second to thank everybody who listened to that episode where I kind of got talked about myself. And, you know, everybody, the response has been on off the charts to, to enough to make me feel feelings and I mean and I'm serious and I'm not being like a so thank you for all of you and for telling me how you relate to it what you know what what about it whatever everybody thank you so much okay I just want to take a second to say that right up front before you fall asleep uh thanks and thanks for listening thanks for telling people about this podcast everything um, so we're going to get into the, get into the thank yous and then on to the trending Twitter stuff. Thanks for being here. And, um, if you want to help the podcast to just, all you gotta do is tell somebody else about it or t- freaking whatever else people do, write about it on some Twitter feed or, um, uh, you know, sleep tips, something. Thanks. I just wanted to say some quick thank yous to, uh, uh, Southern Gent from Reddit. And for uh, some emails, I want to say thank you to Anna B., Paula, Damon, Stacy, and for both mail and email, the divine Miss M., Mary. And for a piece of mail, all the way from Sussex, England, from Fern. Thank you all so much. All right, so I'm firing up the Moto G, date week two, I think, with this phone. And um, I got to tell you, uh, it's just going pretty good. I've, uh, I've, I've hit a wall though with, uh, probably overloading this phone, but I'm waiting, I guess the lollipops coming out, the new Android. So I don't really need to, um, one problem I have is with my mind is that every time I friggin' comes through this trending Twitter Tuesday thing, I got to look up. So this is a third, I got to look up how to take a screenshot and then I forget it again. So I got Twitter up. And, um, yeah, I'm trying to take a, okay, screenshot fail two, screenshot fail three. Okay, now I just accidentally just clicked on something. You guys can, this is live, folks. It's not live, but, uh, 
Oh boy, I just did it, I think. Saving screenshot. Now scroll down. Nope. Screenshot failed. Four, five in a row. Six. <laughs> oh, fudge. Now I lost the freaking trends. Now I'm at, oh, man. Yeah, this is the kind of stuff that if this show was alive, this will even be slightly edited. Okay, I'm back in the trend. Nope, I'm not back in the trend. So that's like, let's say I've t- failed 10. 11, 12. It's supposed to, you're supposed to press power and down at the same time. Hmm. Nothing happened that time. You could maybe hold it. There we go. Okay. And scroll. Okay. We're, we're in, so we're in business. It's trending Twitter Tuesday. And I'm going to go over to the gallery or whatever they call them. Um, Trending Twitter Tuesday. Holy crap. And uh, I just took some pictures of the internet. It is 514. It's probably like 515 or 16, but on the screenshot, it's 514. And it's a date. This phone does not have the freaking date. So I got to look that up. So we'll just count that towards another screenshot fail. It's 514 Pacific. Standard Time, November 9th. And uh, so another trending Twitter tale brought to you by um, uh, a simpler solution to uh, taking call, taking uh, screenshots called uh, BrainShot. <laughs> the, the, the app that we implant in your brain for screenshots only. You think screen... Here, my phone's jacking up the... Fr- it doesn't like being made fun of. Believe this phone? What an attitude. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to pause it. Well, let me just do, I'm going to make a good mood. Uh, that's a good thing about burying your soul on a podcast, but then having to do two more episodes. Like, I was already doing an episode by the time you guys were getting back to me. Um, so, it's like, uh, I don't know. Having a lot to do is a good thing. So it's trending Twitter Tuesdays. This is another trending Twitter tale brought to you by the brain thing I talked about, where you'll be able to think of screenshots. And depending if you have a you know phone that's compatible with hardware that's compatible and software that's compatible, and now it's a freemium up you know freemium implant surgery's free, but the uh, you know the part where we you know that's only the first part of the surgery. The second part's not free. Freemium implants. That's my that's my next company, Freemium Implants. You know, we still, well, I'll think of I'll think about it. All right, so it's trending Twitter Tuesdays. I got Twitter up. One two. Um, wish I knew which order. I got last week's right there too. That's gonna could be trouble. One two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen four. About well, fifteen things are trending. On this uh, particular Twitter app, so I'm a. I guess I have part of me wants to pause it, but I should just launch um, right into things. Hold on, I'm gonna pause all. Of it. Yeah, oh, you know, I don't need to tell you I'm pausing it. I know. I think last week, I, no, it wasn't last week where I had too much sugar, was it? Maybe it was, but uh, no sugar in the last couple hours. But you know, just joy in my heart, I guess. Um, so I don't know if that phone's going to keep making that sound, but, uh, so last night, uh, 
I went to see Mary Poppins, the uh, musical at a community theater here in the here in the Bay Area in in the city uh, or town of Berkeley, California. Fortunately, I'm a, such a world as Berkeley. I don't know the name of the theater. There's more than one good theater in Berkeley that puts on um, well different levels. Some are professional theaters. This is a I think it's a community theater. I don't know even how that stuff works because I'm, but not important. It was uh, Mary Poppins. And um, a couple things about it, you know, is uh, I didn't, I don't know if I've ever, after seeing it, I was like, man, did I see, have I seen a full Mary Poppins thing? And I was like, I don't think I have. I'm, I guess I'm ashamed to admit it. Now I did see uh, Saving Mr. Banks. So, um, that'll probably come up. That's going to kind of, um, you know, be a problem, you know, but, but so I don't know, of course, like when I go to see these things, usually it becomes a spectacle for the podcast, but a lot of times it's hard to tell where the line of, uh, you know, dream world and the made up world begins and, the you know, reality ends for me. When I'm out there in the in the in the world, and this was one of those another, so I'm sitting there watching Mary Poppins. A couple of things stuck out to me uh, in a non. I'm not going to give you a critical analysis of the uh, play, but I'll give you a little hint. If you're in the ruling class, somebody's going to keep you in the ruling class. <laughs> I tried cracking that joke a few times. Uh, to little kids sitting around me, and it did not fly. I was trying to make Mary Poppins jokes at the intermission, and people just turns out people, you know, on this might find this podcast amusing. But uh, you go out there and you try dropping Mary, you know, Mary Poppins and Mister Banks uh, one-liners that you just are making up on the spot, and those aren't winners. And like somebody said, they looked at me and they pointed to the kids in my brain and they said, you know, too many cooks in the kitchen on that guy. And I said, excuse me, ma'am, I'm just here to enjoy the show and make derogatory comments about it in a snide way. That's also G-rated. Now, no, that didn't happen. But so a couple of things that stuck out to me about Mary Poppins were, um, one, there was a scene that I don't remember. And I don't know. Well, I don't remember because I don't see it. I remember... Dick Van Dyke dancing with the pop penguins. I remember Mary Poppins being in different outfits. I remember, so I guess I get Mary Poppins and Chitty Chitty Bang Bang mixed up. Now there's a love, there's something that just rolls Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, Bang Bang, Chitty Bang Bang. Uh, I love saying Chitty Bang Bang, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Doesn't this, if you, go ahead, I don't know if it'll help you sleep though. Chitty, chitty, bang, bang, chitty, bang, bang, chitty, chitty. There you go. Now, if you have a partner that's already asleep, that'd be great if they wake up and you're sound asleep going, chitty, bang, bang, chitty, bang, 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 chitty, bang, bang. So that's interesting. Um, but so th- so there's this moment, I don't know if it's a moment where, where there's almost tragedy strikes or, you know, we're all as one of those all is lost moments where, uh, spoiler alert, just in case you haven't, you're like me, I guess I'd be spoiling for someone like me, which is pretty sad. But this is a moment that I don't know, couldn't, couldn't get over it was that, um, there's this family heirloom 
that Mr. Banks has, which, uh, you know, he plans on selling, I guess, so to make sure his family stays, uh, you know, because he thinks he's going to lose his job. And it breaks. And inside are these uh, gingerbread stars that he hid as a child. And he, he um, instead of going nutso about the broken vase, or maybe he goes nutso and it's like, oh, all is lost, you know. But then he's, he has this, at least this actor, I wish I knew his name, uh, he has this tender moment with the gingerbread stars. And then um, who's the, the chimney sweep Dick Van Dyke character? This actor came in and they were kind of talking about it. It was really tender. And uh, it just says something about the gingerbread stars. And then George, had, George Banks had hidden them as a boy that, uh, I don't know, I loved it. Just like, I mean, I love those, those the, that. I don't know why. And um, then the whole holy terror of the uh, well, George Banks' nanny. And then I loved saving Mr. Banks. So that's uh, one little thing. Second thing was... And this is kind of standard practice for me. Ideally, when I go to a performance, I fall in love with uh, the main actress or, you know, one of the character, you know, someone else. And this Mary Poppins, the actress that played her, she, this woman, she had the X Factor. She was divine. And I fell head over heels in love with her from the moment I saw her... Um, beautiful cheeks and I'm talking about the cheeks on her face that the little boy said she better have like whatever sweet cheeks or something I'm not sure I'm not even trying to be funny uh, what do you say like rosy cheeks or something but uh she was just um I don't know and that's pretty 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 um but I think I talked about this before but as a strategy I use in the past if I'm not engaged with something helps me become more engaged by falling in love with. Uh, it's like obviously I'm going to pay more attention if I'm like, and not even, this is probably in a, not very sexualized either. I mean, there's probably because I came over the before puberty, this coping strategy. But go for it if you, uh, um, you know, no matter, there should be, you should be able to find someone you're attracted to in the cast of most plays. Now, that's, that's downside is, uh, you might not, and then like me, if you come to lean on that, then you're—it's going to be hard to pay attention. But this one, it wasn't hard to pay attention because Mary Poppins was so phenomenal that I was like trying to catch her eye, and then you're like get into the whole thing of like, is this person even paying attention at all? Is she going to notice me, Mary Poppins? You know, she just—am I falling in love with her? Because she's just doing some, you know, because I'm empty inside or because she's doing such a great job as a performer. Obviously, it's because she's a great performer. She has a great, she had a great voice. She was beautiful. Her eyes were shining and and uh, bright. And Mary Poppins has, like, got a little bit of a, now I think I should probably rewatch uh, both Saving Mr. Banks and uh, Mary Poppins. So then I was like, okay, well, okay, buddy, what what are we going to do here? We're falling in love with this uh, Mary Poppins. Uh, sh should we, because uh, I don't know if Julie, going home and rewatching it, Julie Andrews, I don't know, maybe I need to give her a chance, but she's not exactly in my, um, 
I mean, I guess if I was going to play, I don't know who else is in Mary Poppins. I like Dick Van Dyke. But uh, I don't know if Julie Andrews is my sweet spot of what I'm attracted to. But, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I'm not saying that's 100% Julie. I'm not sure Julie Andrews is alive today. Is Dick Van Dyke alive? He was in that diagnosis murder or diagnosis something, right? Uh, but anyway, so the yeah, play, play, play lets out and I'm say. This is how much of a um, – so Mary Poppins, they have this wonderful special effect where Mary Poppins flies over the audience. I mean, she's suspended from the ceiling by some sort of – she was safe, don't worry. But I w- try to get her ten- – like I try to wink at her. <laughs> and uh, oh, boy. So uh, the show lets out. And I say to myself, buddy, uh, what, do, what are we going to do here because, uh, you know – I, I try to think, what would Ray do in this situation? And then I'm like, well, Ray wouldn't even be thinking this. Like, he would already been doing something, um, probably. I would, And then I was like, I wish I invited him. Well, then I was like, Ray would probably be making out with Mary Poppins, and I'd be, uh, you know, hanging with Bert. And that would be cool. That would be cool. But so I'm like, okay, you know, I try to make some uh, small talk with the uh, – the people under the stage, uh, whatever, musicians. And, you know, I'm try- I try to crack wise because they're literally climbing out of the pit, uh, totally covered over except for this one hole. And I'm trying to peek down there because it literally is like a freaking sweat. Uh, 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 when did this, when did they come up with this idea of torturing musicians? And, I see them down there on their phones, and I'm like, what are you guys doing there? And they're like, we're t- live-tweeting the uh, EMAs 2014 or something. And I'm like, what? And then I'm like, because uh, uh, I'm watching TV, and I'm like, and I'm like, well, I guess the show's over. But I'm like, why? when did this start that they, they put you in this closed-up pit? Uh, and then they, they just all look at me like I'm crazy. Then Bert comes out, this guy, and I say, "What? Hey, what's up, man? You were great." And I was like, "You were." I was like, "You were almost like uh, nothing like Dick Van Dyke in a good way." And he says, uh, "Cheerio, buddy." And he says, "What are you doing?" I say, "Uh, I was, I was like, I was trying to quack, crack wise down to the uh, orchestra pit." And he goes, "Oh, what are they down there doing the uh, EMA MTV Awards thing down there?" And I say, uh, Exactly. I was like, oh, that's what it is, European Music Awards. And he says, yeah. And I say, well, well um, is that different than, like, was, is that different than the, you know, U.S. ones? Like, uh, is that, like, is there, like, nudity? And he just, like, looks at me, like, and shakes his head. And I say, uh, you guys got a Saturday night, you know. I'm like, uh, you guys, you know, you should celebrate your, you know, being Bert, I'm like, I don't personally don't celebrate very much anymore, but I'd love to, uh, you know, uh, uh, just follow you guys around the cast members. And uh, I just find it. Can I come to your cast party? And he says, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, maybe. And I said, really? He said, yeah, let me uh, let me go down to the orchestra pit. I got my lady down there. Let me talk to her. And then I saw, I see, uh, I see her seeing other people from the cast. I'm like, Mr. Banks. And I'm like, Mary. And then I try to get like an a- accent going. I'm like, Mr. Banks, Mr. Banks. 
And he he's like, oh, my name's George. And I said, really? And he said, uh, he said no. And I said, Miss Hanks. And I go, uh, is that Mayor Poppins? Harry Poppins? And he goes, well, what the hell are you doing? And I go, I'm here to save you, Miss Banks. Miss Banks. And he goes, what is this, like uh, films with one letter missing? You, you think you're pretty funny, huh? And he said, Harry Poppins saving Mr. Hanks. And I said, Banks and Hanks rhyme. I wonder if they talked about that when they made that movie. What do you think? And again, the guy, he just walked right past me. I'm, I'm, you know how many tales I've told on Tuesdays, buddy? with people reacting to me like this. And then finally, uh, the guy that played uh, Bert climbs out of the pit. And I said, well, you say we go fly a kite, Bert. And it goes, if you mean uh, go, uh, you know, discuss intellectual stuff around, you know, sit in a circle and, uh, you know, maybe uh, some people will drink and, you know, smoke and some people won't. He said, for sure, that's what you mean by fly a kite. And I said, that's not what I meant. I mean, I was like, literally, I was like, let's go fly a kite. He's like, we're on, you know, we're on College Ave in Berkeley. There's no place to fly a kite. He said, but come on, we're going to go down to this tea house and have some tea. And I said, listen, man, uh, Mary Poppins going to be there because that's really, you know, she's single. Do you know? And then I was already hearing Ray like, buddy, what are you doing? You know, just get to know people. Don't, you know. I'm trying to eat the sandwich before it's made. I think Ray told me that once. But he was actually talking about a sandwich. And, uh, but, and he said, you know, that could, you know, relate to your problems with women. And I said, women aren't sandwiches, Ray. And he said, he just goes, dude, we were talking about sandwiches. Don't try to put words in my mouth. He didn't say it like that. You know, you guys know Ray doesn't talk like that. But, uh, and then I was like, man, I wish I brought Ray again. But, um, me and uh, this guy, whose name was Larry, we the guy that played uh, Dick Van Dyke, we head off this tot, uh, tea shop. We're walking there with some of the people, the musicians. And I'm like, you guys got an oboe player? And they're like, no, there's no oboe. And then I'm, I'm like, you, get, you, know, you guys got a, a French horn? And they're like, of course we have a French horn. This is uh, Louise. She plays the French horn. And Louise is on her phone. I say, Louise, what are you doing? Sending congrats to like five SOS or something, whoever won the best boy band of the year. And then she's like, I am. And I go, well, tell uh, Harry Styles hello for me. And she goes, you don't even know what you're talking about. I go, listen, I wrote a story once with Matt One Mill and uh, a couple of the other guys. And she said, they're not in five SOS. And I said, those are the guys that dress up like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, right? And she says, you're, you're correct on that one. And uh, so we get to this tea house. Now, believe it or not, this is like the funny part is that it was like a a house that looked like a tea, not a tea house like where you where you have like tea. Oh, and I was like, man, this is usually when the trouble starts for me because I'm like, wait a second, I thought we were going to go get tea. And uh, Larry... Uh, whatever, Larry, friggin', uh, not Banks, whatever, Bert, a.k.a. Larry, a.k.a. not Dick Van Dyke, but the guy, uh, he's like, yeah, no, the tea house, man, this is, don't worry. And then next, so next thing I know, I get, I get nervous, and, uh, because I'm, you know, you guys don't, like I said, I'm not always behind, when I'm behind the microphone, 
you know, I can, you know, I'm safe and uh, uh, at ease because I, you know, I'm isolated and uh, insulated or whatever. But so out there in the world, it's a little bit different situation. So I'm like, okay, well, just play it cool, man. Play it like Ray would when you meet Mary. Don't embarrass yourself. Don't, you know, but already my brain's like, like going on red alert. And uh, then the freaking two kids are there and the lady, the mean nanny and Mrs. Banks, who uh, was uh, I was attracted to, too, but just nowhere near the degree I was attracted to Mary Poppins. And so uh, then I started working material like I was at the show. And uh, I say to the kids, I'm like, do they give you what's in that stuff they gave you? a spoonful of sugar stuff and they say uh, it was just water and I said you know would you believe that like what would you you do Mrs. Banks like you're going to hire someone and then they're going to give your kids sugar and then they're going to discipline them for acting crazy that's nuts this Mary Poppins is crazy Uh, I started like going off I just keep working that to try and make it funny on the spot though like instead of being like a normal person and I'm like, oh, no, who does that? Like, who feeds kids? You know, it's like you're giving these kids, here, have some more sugar. What are you doing running around? Uh, like a normal uh, comedian person that actually crafts jokes that I have great respect for. Anyone that does that, I have respect for. And the courage to do it instead of just doing it out of pure awkwardness without a craft. Like... uh uh, like almost just like talking on and 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 just keep going talking and then talk more because you're instead of doing it with intention just doing because you feel uncomfortable it's like context you know wrong context this is the right context so I'll try doing that and the next thing you know what Larry George Bank, not George Banks, George Banks, I don't freaking, that guy was George something, but it wasn't him, it was Larry, he goes, oh, and he starts, he starts playing DJ, and then he, because I'm like gesticulating, and everybody's watching me, and I didn't even know, because I was so nervous that I was kind of making a scene, Um, like sometimes people I think we talked about this already, but me, uh, you know, you guys probably know it by now is that I'm different. Well, my behavior is str- strange, different, or, um, you know, if I was already successful, famous, and rich, it'd be uh, not idiosyncratic, whatever they call it. When you're rich and you act strange, it's like you get a different standard. But so I'm running my Mary Poppins material. I'm working my Mary, you know, I'm doing the sugar thing. And then I'm like, you know, what is trickle, you know? And that turns out trickle is like uh, molasses, which is refined sugar, but it's not good tasting. And then I'm like, well, does that make, what does tr- trickle do? And then I'm like, trickle, trickle, trickle. So then anyway, Larry, he says, uh, he says, bring the funk. And he, I'm like, what funk you want me to bring? And I don't, again, especially like being dead sober, this is really embarrassing that I act this crazy. Uh, but I get carried away and I'm like, what funk should I bring? What the funk should I bring? 
because, again, I'm just worried. Instead of being relaxed and smooth like Ray, I'm acting like a spaz attack is what they used to call it. You know, a person, they'd say, he's spaz. And he says, bring the uptown funk. And I'm like, the uptown funk to the tea house? And I'm like, uh, no problem, man. And next thing I know, there's a mic in my hand. And this is a room full of performers. And it isn't really like violating. Uh, well, I guess there's two ways to look at it. It's like I'm violating some code by performing for performers. Of like trying to show them up, but that was not my intention. I did not plan and I did not pre-write any Mary Poppins jokes, which I wish I did. And I did not plan on um, making a fool of myself. Now, the only saving grace is that uh, it was all done out of uh, awkwardness. So at least I was in somewhat. But so then there's a mic in my hand. So the, the other side of it is like maybe these performers wanted me to perform. And because um, they're supposed to relax, I don't freaking know. And like they had to just do this. So uh, I'm like, the uptown funk is brought. And then I'm like, you know. Then I get, then I just go right into like a lounge singer mode, which I've never been in before. So it was almost like when you back when you play Contra AABA, it's like I tried to do some cheat code for a video game, and it hit the wrong buttons because I was doing some cheat code to like try to get jokey to get uh, with Mary Poppins, the actress playing Mary Poppins. Though thinking about it. Um, this is an explicit podcast, but I'm not even going to get super explicit. But there was part of me that was like, you know, if I meet her, what are the odds we could go back and get the, a couple of those outfits? Because there's a one where she was in, the, like, so she went from, like, the straight lace Mary Poppins, which was already attractive enough on more than one friggin' level, uh, to the friggin' Park Poppins, where or she was even showing some... Uh, just flesh, not cleavage, but it it was oh my goodness, man! And then the red red uh, raincoat Mary Poppins, and I think she had a blue raincoat at another point. But man, so what was my point? So so I start um, acting the fool, I guess is what you'd call it. But maybe these people, I don't know what they were thinking. So I'm like uh, George. And then I uh, touched George Banks' nose, and I said, "Thank you, Larry, for uh, you know I'd like to uh, get a tail." And I take the mic, you know, like hey, uh, I'm trying to back up from this mic, but uh, I'm like, uh, uh, hey, uh, "I'd like to bring this uptown funk for the Christmas spirit." Teach one of you from my heart. Uh, I got a special lady that I would like to sing the song to, but I don't see her here. But her rosy red cheeks remind me of the rosy red season that awaits us at the end of the next two months. And George, oh no, it was Larry, not the Dick Van Dyke guy. He said it may bring the uptown funk. So I'm bringing the uptown funk for the Christmas season. Don't get too drunk. You know I'm just a guy that saw your Mary Poppins play tonight. And when I get home from this thing, 
I will probably cry, I, I, but I'd like to say, hey, to Mary Poppins, hi, I, I, because I fell in love during the play for Mary Poppins. She is my uh, um, uptown funkin' lady Poppins. Now I'm a crazy dude. And then that's retro, there was a little literal record scratch. Whoa. And then Larry's like, all right, guy, the guy that showed up at the party. And then just like slow clapping. And then I'm like, um, like just picture most embarrassed you've ever been. Multiply that by a million. Divide it by f- f- something like two. And uh, that... I, like I, my hands were physically in pain, I handed it back to Larry, and and I'm like, and I was like, okay, I choked. Like uh, that did not go well, and uh, I'm like, oh, well, I'm like, hey, Larry, let me like, give me one more chance. And I said, listen, guys, I was gonna, you know, I was trying to be impressive because when you know, I get soft spot, like like just like when like. Arsenal's close to like breaking through. They play tomorrow. This was yes last night, uh, you know, or the Mets, or SU basketball. They get close to making it, and they you know fall apart. Part of it's because I'm rooting for them, and part of it's because I forget the times they do win. But you know, I thought I was trying to. I was here trying to win somebody's heart uh, that I don't even know. Only know the character they play. They could be a terrible person. And so I got a little carried away, but I want to apologize to you guys because I should have been, uh, it's too early to put you in the mood for the Christmas season anyway. You know, this is the time of year when you're supposed to be out with somebody you care about, holding hands. Everybody sit down, I'm going to tell you a little tale. That's what I'm good at. And, uh, you know, holding hands with somebody you care about and seeing a movie like Interstellar, maybe, or Birdman, or... um, I haven't seen Interstellar, but I saw Birdman. I'd highly recommend it. Now, maybe not. Depends on what the person you're holding hands with, their disposition is. But uh, that's the only movie I could recommend right now. But I, after I see Interstellar, I might recommend it. But, you know, I always recommend holding hands with people, even uh, people, well, if, you know, people with poor hygiene, because you can just wash your hands. Just remember not to touch your face. But it's a good way to show you care, and it's cute. And so, uh, but let me tell you about somebody I held hands with once, once upon a time, a long time ago. And uh, maybe you guys could relate now. I'm, I'm Just so you guys know, I'm Dear Scooter, I'm on the mic here. And I'm here to, you know, relax you guys, because you had a beautiful, beautiful performance tonight. Singing, dancing, there was tap dancing. And I, I listened to those tip tap tip tapas that you all did, and I could feel the joy and the hard work in your hearts, you performers, you poppins of Marys, you uh, flyers of kites, you uh, savers of Mr. Banks. Now, I was holding hands with a lady one time a long time ago in the streets of a Scandinavian country that does not even exist anymore because it was on an iceberg. And that woman's name, her name was Bjork. It was me and Bjork. 
and we were walking across this town in this iceberg, and the town was an entire country. And it was called Frigga Town, because that's the name of the town, and I did not name it, because I would have named it like a icy town, but that would have been boring. Maybe penguins ain't here, but they should be town, was what it should have been called. Now, I I, again, I don't mean to get off of my story, but I did notice that uh, Disney had the penguins. This had statues that came to life. And statues kind of creeped me out. No offense, I don't know which one of you people were playing statues because now you're in normal clothes and you're not dressed as statues. But that creeped me out. But I guess if you were dressed as penguins, it probably would have been worse. But anyway, I'm just dropping some story here, some boring stories because that's what I do. And uh, we were, me and Bjork were walking through this ice, uh, iceberg city. And it, but you wouldn't know it because it was, uh, didn't have a view of the horizon because the buildings, they were, you know, larger than two stories. And they were on all sides of buildings. They were made of, you know, masonry and stone and brick and stucco, normal building stuff. It was like, you wouldn't have known it was on an iceberg at the time until it broke off. Of it. it was a horrible, you probably read about it in the newspaper. But no one, it was just sad because it was a country, you know, global warming stuff. But who cares? It's in the middle of nowhere anyway. But it's where Bjork's from. And the reason I was holding hands with her is because she was just in from London. And I was just in from a little place called uh, Outer Space. Um, and, and I mean, that was the name of the restaurant I was eating lunch at while I was waiting for her flight to come in. I might be like, how come your whole name's with Bjork? You said uh, your your uh, love of your life or your girlfriend. I said no, no, not at all. As a matter of fact, Bjork just walked by the airport, and I walked out of the coffee shop called Outer Space, and I saw her, and she said, uh, or something like that. I thought she said corn flan or corn flake, but again, I don't know. Uh, and I said, hey, you Bjork? And she said, Shanto fly, fly away. Shanto fly, fly away. And I said, let me take your hand, lady, because that is a, a cold-looking hand in this cold-looking area of town we're in. And she said, that's what I say, my hand's so cold today. And then we just walked down the street holding hands. We didn't know each other. We didn't even would know where we were going. We are just walking down the street holding hands. And the next thing you know, there's this giant man standing in front of us, a, a man size of a house. If a house was the size of a big man, he said, uh, I see London, I see France, I see Bjork's underpants. And I said, I, I said what? Who the heck are you? He said, I'm Justin Tuck. I'm an NFL player, and I'm here because uh, this place has this famous uh, vodka festival, and Bjork's doing a concert, and I'm Bjork's number one fan, and that's an inside fan joke uh, that I just am starting because I'm run Bjork's fan club for the NFL players. And I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. First of all, I'm holding their hand, so that puts me in some sort of, uh, you know, protective role not that Bjork needs any protection because she was but she was singing to herself still so I said uh I looked at her I couldn't see any underwear to be honest 
And I said, well, you could just take that back because she keeps singing to herself and now her song sounds sad. And he said, all her songs sound sad. Some sound angry sad and some sound loving sad and some sound happy sad. But every Bjork song has a twinge of sadness to it and that's what makes it magical. And I said, you play football? And he said, I do. And I said, well, I'm going to kick your face like a football unless you say I'm sorry for talking about her intimates. And he said, you're right. Maybe I should have said, uh, I see London, I see France. Uh, something else that rhymes with France. And I said, I'd like to do a Bjork dance. And he said, I'm close. And I said, he said, but the, her underwear sticking out of that bag she's got slung over her shoulder. And then I saw that her underwear was hanging out. So I said, uh, Bjork, you know, there's underwear hanging out of your bag. She goes, fly so bones up, bones up, bones up, bone, bones up, bones up, bones up, bone, shadow boxing, shadow boxing, fine. And I said, uh, okay, I'll do it for you. Is it okay if I touch your underwear? And she said, why, why? What? What? And then Justin talks like she's getting to the sad part, and they said, "Well, what do you think? Should I tuck in her underwear?" But I don't want any like paparazzi seeing her underwear. Or what if you know it's crazy enough that you're a fan and you're singing and talking about her underwear? And I said, uh, I, "I said you got a pencil on you. I'll use a pencil to push the underwear." And then I went and touch it. You know, it's not violating, but her thing. And he actually had a pencil. He pulls it out. So then uh, I'm tucking her underwear in her backpack, which is, this is all stuff I never thought I'd be doing. I'm telling this to the people watching, you know, at the tea house. And then uh, she's like, she says, oh, fun, fun. And uh, I said, uh, well, did Justin, like, you know anybody, like, have you hung out with Bjork before? He goes, no. He goes, I just love her music and uh, find it it helps me relax and uh, helps me like reflect on, you know, I got a tough job and, uh, you know, the culture in the NFL is not exactly because it's just tough being, and I said, I, I, man, I respect you and, uh, and stuff. I said, uh, and you know, as long as you take back that underwear stuff. And I said, Bjork, you are right. Well, you know, I used a pencil and, uh, again, you're not, you're kind of like, she says, uh, why and fast I go, why and fast I go down to the drivel bones, to the drivel bones, to the drivel bones. And then I said, do you think she's like warming up for a concert or something? And he said, uh, you know what, I just realized I don't think this is Bjork. He goes, I think this is just like one of her fans uh, because uh, he said, uh, I'm just looking at her. And, uh, you know, the only reason I, he goes, she looks like Bjork a bit, but, uh, he goes, I don't know if it's her or not. And I said, well, what do we do if this is really her? And he's like, well, she's a grown adult, man. She'll be fine. And, uh, he said, I got to get to the, you know, we're having a meet, you know, before the concert tonight. So I said, well, you go ahead, man. I got, if this is Bjork or not, I better, you know, I'm holding her hand. So. And I said, uh, you know, he said, all right, I'll see you later. And I said, wait, isn't the NFL season? Shouldn't you be at a game? 
And he just laughed. He said, yeah, I, you know, don't worry. I took Gulfstream 5 here. And I said, I said, wow, that's crazy. And he said, yeah. And I said, listen, Justin, totally a side thing. And then this other guy comes up. He says his name's like Wayne Goss. And he wants to know if he could friggin', uh, he said, is this really Bjork? And we say, no, 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 no. This is um, Shjork. She's the uh, Swedish Bjork, um, famous uh, Bjork cover singer, and we're taking her to a show. And he said, are you Justin Tuck? The guy said, no. And I said, hit the road, dude. We're, we're busy. And I said, Justin, man, so what would you do if you were attracted to some a performer that just did a performance and you don't know them? And they were just hitting the high notes and singing their heart out. And it just um, stirred something in you. And he said, that's Bjork, bro. And I said, well, have you ever asked Bjork out? He said, no, I just appreciate it for what it is. It's a stirring inside me. And he goes, it's a stirring of sadness. It's a stirring for longing. And it lets me know that I'm not the only one that feels all alone in this world, even though I'm not. And I said, that's pretty profound. And he said, well, yeah, you just assume because I'm an NFL player, I'm a fool. You're, and I said, I didn't say that. I just said, I'm just not, you know, I'm just on this iceberg. I'm holding this woman's hand, talking to you, all unexpected situation. And uh, so thanks. And uh, then uh, he's like, okay, I got to get to this thing for the fan club. Good luck. And I said, is it really a schwark? or whatever, Swedish Bjork. And he said, he just laughs. So then, uh, so uh, he goes, and then uh, either Bjork or Schwark or whoever I'm with is still like, Flan, Shen, French, and the French, and the you'll find what's yours in and I said, are you trying to communicate with me or are you just singing? And she's got these, like, uh, serious eyes. And I said, you know, Justin Tuck's in love with you, I think, the, if you're Bjork. If you're Shjork or whatever, maybe. Maybe. And no. I'm like, oh, that'd be interesting. Maybe, okay. I go, as an aside, would you watch a documentary about people that sleep with cover singers? Has that already been made? And she said, I don't want... I don't want... And I said, you don't like it? And I said, well, maybe I'll refine it. Maybe it's already been done. I don't know. And I said, well, you, do you need to go somewhere? As you're, if you're, And then uh, she pulls a piece of paper out of her pocket, and it says uh, it says Lewis Walsh on it. And I'm like, Lewis Walsh? Like, is that... And I said, what's Louis C.K.'s real name? And I said, that'd be cool if, like, Louis C.K. performed with Bjork. And uh, I said, Louis C.K. is probably not. I probably know his na not last name if I heard it. And uh, so I said, well, I'm Louis Walsh. And I said, is this a person? Should I call them? Do you have a phone? Nothing again. Meanwhile, we're, we've been walking, holding hands. And at some point, I was like, we should switch hands because we got the hand sweat going. And uh, we switched hands a few times. And uh, and noticed that the music was having this um, was pow powerful. Like all of a sudden, I felt like more comfortable and more safe. And plus, we had gone D 
deep into this uh, town on the iceberg. And we all of a sudden we arrive at this, uh, at the entrance to this giant fancy hotel. And I'm like, is this your hotel? And she says, Uptown Funk, you've got the skunk, but the stink is the thing that brings you luck. Don't forget that, son, you'll go very far when you find your way to be bizarre, okay? Okay, okay. I said, okay. And then I realized the hotel's called Lewis Walsh Hotel. So I'm like, okay. Oddly enough, okay, it's the Lewis Walsh Hotel. And I say, is this where you're you're supposed to go? And she says, uh, says, yeah. I said, are you Bjork or Shjork or somebody else? And she just laughs. She plants this kiss on my cheek that literally made me feel like the most loved uh, creature ever, ever existed. And, um, and then she just went off. And then I realized that, uh, I had talked to someone at NASA and they were telling me about this town not to go to. And I was in it, uh, cause it was going to break off the friggin' iceberg. And I was like, you know, uh, she had already gone up to her room or something, so I told the lobby, I'm like, you know, it's time. And they said, don't worry about it. We got it. This is the concert to close the town down. We got Bjork here. She loves this town. And we're all sad, and that's why we have Bjork here, to, like, lift us up and so we can be sad and happy at the same time and feel comforted. And I was like, has she ever kissed you on the cheek before? And the guy's like, Shork or Bjork? And I said, Phew. Either, I don't know, Some, whoever just kissed me. And he said, let me look, because there was lipstick on my face. And he said, because uh, you just got kissed by an angel, buddy. And I said, I feel like I was saved like Mr. Banks uh, got saved by the rosy kisses of the gingerbread stars and Mary Poppins' cheeks. But really, the love Mary Poppins had for children that taught Matt Jordan maybe Anybody? And the, everyone was just staring at me, the, the performers from this show. So I guess I got into some storytelling zone uh, once I relaxed and, like, uh, stopped trying to perform. And they were all just, like, staring at me, relax, like, uh, I don't know, like catatonic in some sense. Like, I guess I had hypnotized them. And I said, okay, man, like, I better get out of here. You know, I tried to bring the Uptown Funk. It looks like I brought the uh, Bjork hand-holding skunk because Bjork told me it'd be, like, weird like a skunk. And uh, um, George Banks, no, no, I keep getting George Banks and Bert mixed up, but Bert gives me a five. George Banks gives me one of those, like, winks with a gun thing. And I'm like, well, uh, uh, Mary Poppins wasn't there. But uh, I didn't meet her, and but I had that kiss from Bjork, which was only I guess only in my mind from a memory or a story or a dream. And then the, so then I went home and listened to Bjork, um, and I think um, I'd gotten so carried away I left my jacket there, 
and it had my wallet in it. And next thing I know, there's tap, tap, tap at my door. I'm listening to Bjork. I'm, uh, you know, feeling forlorn is probably the best word for it. And freaking who's at my door but the woman that played Mary Poppins. And she's got my wallet and my jacket. And she says, I listened to that story. And she's like, "It was that was crazy. And she goes, do you really know Bjork? And I said, no. She goes, do you know Shork? And I said, I did for a brief time. We dated. And it turns out Shork is also a, um insane person. <laughs> and she, uh, she uh, you know, so it didn't work out. Um, but that wasn't the person from the story anyway. It wasn't Shork. And Shork is actually the uh, Peoria Bjork cover person, um, not the Swedish one. That's Shork. So, but yeah, I went out with Shork, who also goes cosplays as the She-Hulk. And sometimes she gets those two, she tends she's Shork, like She-Hulk being uh, Bjork. And Mary Poppins, the woman who, whose name whose name was uh, Chella, she's laughing. And I'm like, no, really. Like, she was like She-Hulk being Bjork, Shork. And then, but that was like the best representative of her personality was she had all the negative aspects. And she said, uh, you, you want to go get some tea for real? And I said, I'd love to. And uh, And then we got some tea, chamomile tea, because it was late at night. And she said, uh, you know, you're, you're a strange man. And I said, I said, you're, you've got a lovely voice. And she said, you know, I, uh, I, uh, I used to date Ray, your neighbor. And I said, well, uh, not surprised. And she said, I'm just kidding. And I said, really? And I said, well, how do you know Ray? And she said, uh, well, uh, you know. Uh, you 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 had your notes from your podcast and your thing, so I looked it up on the drive over here and I listened to that episode. And I said, "Oh boy, um, well, what do we have here? We have a couple glasses of tea, and a couple people uh, that I don't have anything more to say about it." And she said, "Well, there's not much to say after someone tells a crazy nutty story like that." And I said, "Well." Uh, did you like when I sang the Uptown Girl Christmas song? She said, no, you're a terrible singer. And I said, well, thanks. Uh, you know, I'm leaving. She said, don't go. And I said, you know, you got my, you know, you know, my, you, you, yeah. And then she, yeah. she said, well, all right, well, fine, be like that. And I said, oh, now we had our first fight. Let's make up. And then she and I said, I learned that from Ray. And that is all, as Ray says, that's all there is to say about that, ladies and gentlemen. So that's a tale uh, about uh, holding hands and Bjork and a whole bunch of other crazy stuff. And I'm glad you listened. I'm glad you're here. And good night. Thanks.